Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. This is Kyle Hyman. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part one with Monsignor Bob Schulte. Thank you for joining us for this. Good to be here, Kyle. Yeah, good to be with you. When we talked about flavors, you gave us a couple options. One of them was ice cream. Right. right. So, Do you have a favorite flavor of ice cream? I do. Kind of uh, Rocky Road, something like that is pretty good. When I was a kid, we went and we got some ice cream sometime and it had nuts in it. Uh-huh. And I said to my, I said to my mom, I was about four years old, five years old. I says, "This has rocks in it. I don't like this ice cream. It has rocks in it." <laughs> and they said, "These aren't these aren't rocks. It's supposed to melt in your mouth." That, this is what I had to choose. So I've I've liked ice cream ever since I was a kid. <laughs> well, this one was. Uh, let me pull it up here again. It's caramel truffle. Okay. At first, I was thinking we should go with like the the standards, like a chocolate, a vanilla, and then maybe something interesting. And I say I can't just get chocolate and vanilla. If we're trying ice cream, <laughs> we got to do something interesting. So this one here is the sea salt caramel truffle. Yeah, that sounds very impressive. Okay, does that sound like something you might be into? <laughs> it's, it's got great. chocolate chunks in it. Yeah, it does. It does looks very good. Yeah, mm. that's very good. Yeah, yeah, I like caramel. Almost good. Mm. The sea salt caramel is a funny thing. You don't think of wanting salt in your mm-hmm. ice cream, but it works. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it is very good. It's very, very good. Mm. So, Monsignor, never, never had this before. Tell us about growing up. What was your your family like? Uh, grew up Catholic. Yeah, I grew up here in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Belonged to St. Peter's Church, um, St. Peter's Parish, which my um, Father had gone to school there and church there all his life, too. Beautiful church. Yes. My grandmother on my dad's side was a Catholic, and so that was the Meyer was her name. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was very Catholic, and, and she had grown up at St. Mary's, so it was a German background. And St. Peter's was kind of a German parish on the other side of the tracks from St. Mary's when they, okay. built it, when they built it back in those days. So when I went there just because that was where our family always went. And, mm-hmm. and we lived, actually geographically, we lived like five blocks from St. Hyacinth's, which was a church. And we didn't go there because that was the Polish parish. Okay, sure. We were German, sure. <laughs> even though nobody spoke German in our family or yeah. anything. You know, but, but we went there. So it was, it was about a mile and a half from where I lived. So, But, it was, uh, but I really enjoyed the school there. It was, it was a, when I started, it was a really big school had uh, two classrooms of each grade level. Mm-hmm. But as I went through there, um, people were starting to move out. It was post-World War II. People were moving out into the suburbs. Uh-huh. Places around St. Charles, St. Vincent's were starting to grow, especially around St. Charles. And so uh, our parish was going down. By the time I finished, if it was in eighth grade, there was just one classroom of each grade level. Sure. And I sort of, but there was a big class. Our eighth grade class was like forty six kids, so it's a big classroom in in one room. <laughs> yeah, one room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I marvel at the sisters. Sister Chrysaliga was the teacher that we had. She was also principal of the school. She was also superior of the convent, which had like about eight or 
Wow. So sisters in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just amazing that she was able to juggle all that stuff and still teach us and, <laughs> and, and have such a big class. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have been able to do that if she also had children that she was taking care of and stuff like that. But the <laughs> fact that she had given herself completely over to the religious life, she was just all in. Yeah. And, and was she was very doing talented. It all. I remember there'd be times when parents would come to see her or a salesman or something, you know would come to see her and she would just say, leave one of the girls in charge. Okay, take down names of anybody that just misbehaves and we right. were left on right. our own and you know, they took <laughs> off and we, she'd be gone for 20 minutes, half an hour. You know? <laughs> and we were, did it on our own, you know. Uh-huh. You, were you doing <laughs> sports or did you, was there a particular class that you enjoyed? I never really got too much touch into sports. I did start music lessons when I was in fifth grade. I okay. started playing violin. I started doing that. I, I played violin all through grade school, and then I, I really haven't picked up a violin since eighth grade. Really? <laughs> I also got very involved in Boy Scouts. I was in Cub Scouts, and I got really involved in Boy Scouts. Uh-huh. And so that was kind of one of the things that I really dedicated a lot of time to was Boy Scouts when I was growing up. And I was about the time I joined the Boy Scout troop, the Scoutmaster retired, and we got a new one. And his kid was about my age and just starting out. And we were tender feet together. And so we just kind of went through the whole thing. And I ended up being very young, being a patrol leader. Uh-huh. And then I was senior patrol leader. And it was kind of like, so I had a lot of leadership in there. So I think Boy Scouts really helped me to to learn a lot of leadership skills and hmm. everything, and as well as the camping and and other um just uh, the the skills that you learn working on merit badges and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was able to actually work to the Eagle rank in the Boy Scouts, and yeah. so I really enjoyed that. And it was just a, a real great experience for me. Did you have a, a project, an Eagle project? No, you know, when I did it uh, back then, they didn't have <laughs> – I did it before they had Eagle projects. Okay. <laughs> you had to uh, have 21 merit badges and – go through the court of honor or uh-huh. uh, border view court of honor. Yeah. But we didn't have any project back in those days. I've helped as a priest. I've helped a lot of, uh, young men uh-huh. do their projects. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and some of them have really benefited the church and things like that. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, it's been good. So in high school, are you thinking about priesthood or was there, Oh yeah. If they said, what are you going to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. What, what was on your mind? Yeah. I would say, I often thought about it when I was a kid, even, you know, I would, uh, I would, uh, you know, think about priesthood. I would, uh, I was a, I was a mass server, you know, for all through grade school and high school. I was, uh, very much into the church and prayer and, and everything. And that, that was a really important part of it. So I thought about being a priest and I, I even acted trying to act like a priest sometimes, you know, things like that. The, like at home or yeah at home uh-huh. yeah <laughs> i had a little altar you know like i say really mass, you know when i was a kid <laughs> little kid yeah when i got to eighth grade they still had high school seminaries back then so uh-huh. i told my priest one day that when i was serving mass that i thinking about you know the possibility of going to the high school seminary and so he put me in touch with that and sent an application out and went through an interview and uh-huh. i ended up spending four years up at lake wawasee okay. in the high school seminary yeah so that was that was a good experience in fact there's still about five or six or eight of us that email each other back and forth my classmates from there were all over the scattered all over the united states really <laughs> yeah we still keep in contact do you meet up much no we don't we did we did have a 25th reunion and uh 
and okay. another reunion after that. But and and then we just haven't really gotten together any since then. Yeah, and it's been just because there are some so far flung away, you know, and stuff like that. So, but we still keep in contact and kind of joke around with each other and stuff. So what was that like? I, I kind of can imagine two different extremes of it just being very rigid and everybody you know being really buttoned up and following the rules. Uh, but mm-hmm. I can also imagine it just being a bunch of high school guys that are you know mm-hmm. goofing around and roughhousing and teasing each other and playing practical jokes and it just being kind of a, like yeah. a miniature college experience. A little bit of both of those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> very much so, yeah. Yeah, and and because you know it was a uh, boarding school, boarding high school, so uh-huh. you know we were really close to each other, get really close to each other, and kind of dependent on each other, you know, and um, spent a lot of time with each other, and so you just got to, to do a lot of things and become close to those guys, and that and it, we're growing together too. We're growing, you know, through that formative time of high school and sure. together. So it was kind of neat. One of the guys was asking me, uh, this is like six months ago. He said. How much time do we spend in chapel anyway every day? <laughs> it was just kind of <laughs> So I went back. I had kept a, a schedule or the catalog from the high school seminary. Really? So I went and looked at it. I looked and it had a daily schedule in there. And it turned out we had there was four times a day when we were in chapel. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were like for morning prayer and mass and then noonday and evening prayer i don't know they were like but it was like four different times during the day when we were in church so it was kind of interesting he says so then that means you know i really don't have to go to sunday mass for how many years <laughs> i said no it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way you know it's like okay you know it's if you go and and binge on this food it doesn't mean you can't you don't have to eat right. now for two months or right, three right. months or whatever you know it's kind of like you know yeah you need it so anyway but it was that was kind of uh, that was a, a kind of an interesting experience to reflect back on that at different times that we did spend time in in prayer. But we uh, also had a lot of fun. I mean, there were sports we played um, different sports. We had intramural teams, intramural mm-hmm. basketball, baseball. We played. You know, so, uh, soccer was not real big back in then, but um, we had tennis courts there and things like that. So. We got out and did a lot of that. I I did a lot of things um, working in in the maintenance, and we had specific jobs we had to do. Like we we had classes like um, full day on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We got Wednesday afternoon off, but we went to class on Saturday morning. So we had okay. Wednesday afternoon, Saturday afternoons off, and so uh-huh. those afternoons. I would go around and, and help, you know, in different um, projects and things like that, cutting down trees or, uh, you know, helping. Uh, for like just repair, people in the neighborhood or for the, for the school? No, for the school, for okay. the school, the school property. At Wabasee there, there was also a, a summer camp facility there. There were barracks there that they used for summer camp. There were buildings, there were cinder block buildings that they used for summer camp. They okay. had summer camp up there for like I think eight weeks in the summer, huh. girls and boys. So we maintained those buildings too and helped do stuff like that. How often would you see your parents when you're at a boarding mm-hmm. school like that? Well, um, I was uh, I was a freshman. My sister got married in mid-October. So I went off to the seminary early September, and I did get off that weekend in October. Mm-hmm. And then I went home for that wedding. And then there was Thanksgiving vacation and Christmas. Okay. But most years, um, you left, you went to school in September and you got off Thanksgiving for a long weekend and Christmas for uh-huh. a couple of weeks. And then uh, around Easter time, 
and that was it. Pretty much. L- later on, they started having a weekend here and there where you'd get off a longer weekend, you know, maybe in February or something like that. But uh-huh. I think it didn't start when we were freshmen. It was kind of. Did people come visit you? We did have a uh, a laundry pool where for, so there were there were like <laughs> parents. Um, it was kind of interesting. We had parents that uh, there would like be a pool of like eight or nine parents and they would take turns like one weekend they would bring all the laundry cases up and bring us the clean laundry and then take our dirty laundry back home and they would deliver it to each of the houses here in fort wayne wow so like once every eight or nine weeks your parents would be there you know for like (laughs) 20 minutes you know you see them kind of on a sunday afternoon or something like that you know as a freshman there were people certainly that got homesick and you know it's tough yeah how about for you 14 years old I didn't really experience it too much. Okay. I'd been away a lot on camping trips and sure, stuff like that, sure, and yeah. it wasn't really. I didn't really. It, I don't really remember being. I remember a couple times getting down, but I was never really, you know, really that. I know my uh, <laughs> father, Bill Coomer, and I were our classmates. Right. We, yeah. We went through together, uh-huh. and we went to grade school together at St. Peter's too. Uh-huh. So. Sunday night after Thanksgiving, when we were going back to the seminary, or the next, or Monday morning, she would get on the phone with Jermaine, his mother, and they would lament the fact that their kids were going gone again, and, you yeah. know, and all this stuff. You know, I think it was harder on my on our mothers than it was maybe on us. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. What would you uh, give as a rating for this salted caramel truffle ice cream? I'd say it's pretty much of a ten. Well, that's good. I really right like off it. the bat, I like it. Yeah, it's really good. Well, I don't. I haven't, I don't had, know what I that haven't means. had this ice cream before. We can only go downhill from here. <laughs> that's a, all right. Well, okay. I'm excited that okay. I was able to pick a ten. I feel I feel pretty good <laughs> yeah, about that's myself. Good. That's good. Number one, too. All right. Well, coming up on future flavor of the weeks, we'll have more ice cream and more conversation with Monsignor right here on Flavor of the Week. 